You're a nigga though. I like your style, son. Thank you for tuning in to Soul for Thoughts Podcast, a weekly podcast where we discuss topics from music, politics, relationships, to issues that affect our black community. A very entertaining podcast. You won't be disappointed. Welcome, and thank you for tuning in to Soul for Thoughts Podcast. A podcast where the discussion will rock your soul. It's uncensored and no topic is off limits. Subject matters may be provocative and just downright offensive, but shit, at the end of the day, hey, we're just going to tell it like it is. Reading through my third eye, I got tunnel vision. Had to open up my mind, then I open opinions. Like you got to set your soul for them to pay attention. Fuck all that plan now. Grown, I put my soul in it. I had to build my own platform so you know I'm serious. And on these sofa thoughts, I be calling my spirits. <laughs> what's up in your neighborhood? What's up in your hood? Slit Nation, tell me what's good. <laughs> Family, what's going on this wonderful Friday? I hope your week has been good as I feel. And I'm feeling pretty damn good, I must say. This is episode 14, and I'm your host, Slit P. Last week, I mentioned how I'm trying to cut back from Hennessy, right? Well, I have also started to cut out music from my daily routine as well. And if y'all know me like y'all say y'all do, well, I ain't never said y'all did, but if you know me, then you know music is a big deal with me. And for me to cut time listening to it, now that's major. I recently started this book challenge, and the challenge is to read 50 books by next year. That's a tall task, but that's one I'm willing to accept. I had to break it down, though. There were 53 weeks in the calendar year, 53, and I had to read 50 books. 50 books. The mouth is easy. That's one book a week. Yikes. Now, don't get me wrong. I love to read, but I ain't read a book a week since first grade. Y'all remember in first grade, you had to read like a hundred books, take like a five question test on each book just to see if you read it and that you comprehend. And the first one to reach that goal, you won a prize. I've always been competitive, so y'all already know I went in. I won that challenge easily. But like I said, I haven't read a book a week since I was the first grade reading champ. So I had to find a way to read a book while maintaining my current obligations. I decided to try audio books. I had books before with audio, the ones where you read along while the narrator read the book aloud. But I ain't never just did the audio. So this was something new for me. 
The first book I listened to was Shoot Dog by Phil Knight. It was a great book. It was 12 hours in length, and I finished it like in three days. The time I used to spend listening to music at work, I used that time to listen to audio books. So how do I read 50 books and only 53 reads? I found my solution. I have to sacrifice what I love in order to achieve this goal. So no more listening to music at work unless I don't have an audio book to listen to. I'm going to do more productive listening. I seen and heard this phrase a lot lately. Mutual distractions. Mutual distractions. Mute your distractions. So that's what I'm doing. I'm muting my distractions and I'm going to turn up on this 50 book challenge. Y'all are welcome to join if you like. The more the merrier. My homeboy said slick. Well, you know how to keep yourself busy. <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily say it's keeping busy, but it's me challenging myself. I love to push myself to new limits. I wanted to read more this year, so here it is. 50 books. Now, that wasn't quite what I had in mind, but it's going to push me and allow me to see the fruits of my label. I've been working on my discipline, and this book challenge will definitely challenge that skill. I told y'all, successful people build successful habits by being result-driven. I'm ready to see my results. I hope y'all ready for a great episode. Today, I will try to do, um, identify or pinpoint one of the reasons there's a breakdown in relationships. It starts with fathers or a man that presents that father figure being present or not being present. We all know how important a woman is to the family and the important role women play in raising a child. But oftentimes we forget how important a father role is as well. Fathers play a big part besides being a protector and a provider. Not having a father or that father figure around leaves abandonment issues in kids, psychological issues, and that affects a child even in adulthood. For the black family, this has been an issue for hundreds of years. In the Western world, early traditions was that the wives be subservient to their husband and the father was solely the head of the household. But in African cultures, this was not the case. The men valued the female presence and authority within the community. So this caused many African civilizations to have strong, loving families. So when slave owners got down to America, they had to break their bond somehow. And they did that by separating men from their families. They demasculated the men in front of their families. After slavery, the Africans began to build those strong families again. Men were starting to take their place again at the head of the house with their wife by their side. They gained their respect back and then the black family got hit with another haymaker. They introduced welfare and the man in the house rule where the government would offer assistance to the females but no man could be in the house. It's much more than that but I'm just paraphrasing. That still affects the black family today. Most are still trying to find a way 
to reconnect and build those traditional families again. The media like to portray the stereotype of black fathers running out, that they are deadbeats, or just not involved in their kid's life. Now, in some situations, that is true, but it's also an exaggeration. But not only it's a stereotype, it's a misrepresentation. A CDC study done between 2006 and 2010 showed that black fathers are more involved in their children's lives than white and Hispanic fathers. Earlier this week, Los Angeles had a game in Boston, and his son was playing the game in the nearby city of Springfield. Brian went to watch his son play, and then he took a helicopter to Boston to play against the Celtics. Remind you, he made it on time and everything. But the media had a problem with him going to see his son play on the same day he had a game, even though he made it back on time. To me, personally, I feel like it's another attack on the black father. Brian is a good man, a good father, a good husband, and a positive role model for the community. The media hate to see a good black father because it goes against every stereotype and narrative they try to place on the black man, the black father. So, of course, they're going to find fault in something positive. Even though the media perception of fathers is inaccurate, it's not completely false either. We need more fathers to step up and be fathers. Build those bonds and connect with your child. Build that healthy father-son or father-daughter relationships. We need your fathers to show that positive representation. Show their daughters how a man should treat her and show their sons how a man treats a woman. But not only should men step up and be fathers, women, Stop letting your feud with a man affects his relationship with his kids. Women try to control the men with their kids. And if the man don't abide by her demands, she threaten him with child support. Tell him he can't see his kids. Just be real spiteful. In the words of Big Boy, and let her know her grandchild is a baby and not a paycheck. <laughs> it be fathers that actually want to be in their kid's life, but the mother won't let them. Stop it. You are not only hurting the father, but you are also hurting the kids as well. We all know how some women can be vindictive and try to use kids as bargaining tools. This episode, I'm going to try to break it down a little to show the effects of not having a father around. Oftentimes you hear that a woman has daddy issues or a daddy complex. Daddy issues for a woman is when her behavioral mindset indicates that her father was either absent from her life completely or was physically there but emotionally unavailable. But this also can affect men as well. But first, let's take a look at how it affects women. Some women may be prone to older men. They are attracted to these older men because he presents that father image. That sense of security and protection that they lack from their own father. Some women just like older men though because they feel like they're more mature and they're on the same level as them. You know what they say, 
women mature faster than men. I often wonder if girls in high school had daddy issues or was just being fast. A lot of girls gravitate towards the older guys or the guys that was out of school. Maybe it's because they had money, they had cars, and those things were attracted to a high school girl. I remember having a crush on this girl and I ended up buying her something for Valentine's one year. <laughs> I got to school early, went to her first period class, placed a gift in her chair so when she come in, she would see it. So after the bell rings, everybody's in the hallway and by this time, she and half the 12th grade class knew I had bought her a Valentine's gift. She thanked me and everything. Other girls were like, what am I on that? And at this point, oh, I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling like the man. That feeling lasted until like 3.15. <laughs> like I said, the high school girls were attracted to older guys and the ones out of school. So after school, I was walking to the student parking lot. I noticed the same girl I had bought the stuff for was getting in the car with this older dude with the stuff I bought him. I later found out there was a boyfriend. I realized I couldn't compete with a dude with a car at that time. According to TLC, I was a scrub. Hanging out his best friend, Rod, trying to holler at me. <laughs> that was me. I wasn't mad, but it was a little embarrassing because my friends laughed and made jokes for days about it. But looking back, now I wonder, was that a girl with daddy issues? Or just one of those fast-ass girls your mama used to warn you about? Women are usually territorial. They don't like to share. But a woman with a father complex can be more jealous and more overprotective. Most women who grow up without a father feels abandoned, so naturally, when she gets in a relationship, she's going to be more clingy and protective because she don't want her boyfriend or husband to leave her like her father did her and her mother. Another domino effect of the father not being around or being around but not emotionally there, the daughter might start to feel unloved. She might not have gotten those hugs and kisses and her daughter telling her that he loves her regularly. So now in her relationship, she constantly needs that reassurance. She constantly needs to hear or feel love because she has a great sense of insecurity that her father placed in her. Most daughters gravitate towards their daddy. They become daddy girls. So when that bond or connection isn't there, then it causes issues. Every child, whether it's a boy or a girl, wants to feel loved by their parents. Another way a lot of women deal with their daddy issues is that they become very sexual active. They start sleeping around frequently and with different partners. They're trying to fill that void left by their fathers, so they use it as a coping mechanism. She doesn't look for nothing long-term for his relationships are serious because she don't want to have to face that disappointment. You also see this with women who are molested, depressed, or just had life altering events. And most women with this complex hates to be alone. So 
she might date a lot of guys because being alone scares her. They settle for any guy, no matter how bad he may be. She just want to be with somebody. That's why it's important for fathers to be involved in their daughter's life. Treat her like a princess and show her how a man is supposed to treat her so she don't grow up having these issues or just accepting anything from a man. Instilling her self-love and self-worth. A father doesn't necessarily have to be in the same house, but that shouldn't stop a man from stepping up and being a father either. Part two of this episode deals with how not having a father around affects men. This leads to men having abandonment issues just like in women, commitment issues, and the ability to process emotions. Most men are mama boys naturally. Boys gravitate towards their mothers just like girls gravitate towards their fathers. But boys still seek their approval from their fathers. Boys still want and need their father-son relationship. And boys think their dads are superheroes and they mimic everything they do. Trust me. I can't remember doing that myself, but I have two boys that pay close attention to me. So be mindful of what you do in front of them. Those same traits you portray might be the same ones they pick up and it stays with them throughout adulthood. If a man is abusive to his mother, rather it's physical, verbally, or emotionally, then the son would think that's how you treat a woman. He would carry that same toxic trait with him in his relationships. But what if the father isn't around or is around but not involved? Where do they get that rep representation of a man from then? A lot of men without fathers or that father figure turn to the streets for their father figure or guidance. Even though it might not be ideal, they get a sense of family, sense of belonging. They feel their void of being abandoned. Some men have to grow up faster because they have to be the man of the house. They have to feel daddy's shoes. It may make them stronger mentally, but emotionally, they are wrecked. Filled with hurt, anger, and resentment. And that carries over into their relationship with women. A man that is experiencing the effect of a father complex may have some heat and anger issues. He might be a good guy and fun to be around, but then he got times where he lashes out in anger. Usually something connected to his father not being around triggers that. Some men with the father complex may try to overcompensate when they have kids. You know, get them everything they didn't have growing up or try to force that bond with their kids that they didn't have with their father. And sometimes in doing that, the man is actually pushing his kids away from him. So I think that's a thin line. And some hate to throw the kids just because they don't want to bear that responsibility. Just like a woman who is overprotective and clingy, men also experience control issues as a sign of having abandonment issues. He tries to control his woman so she can't hurt him like his father did. 
He might go through her phone, forbid her from seeing friends. And I used to think that was jealousy and insecurity issues, which it may still be, but it also may be rooted deeper than that. Men with daddy issues also have a hard time getting close to someone. He puts up a wall to hide his true emotions from the fear of being hurt or being left. He doesn't allow himself to be vulnerable. And as I do this episode, I can't help but to relate to many of these issues. I've experienced all this at some point and never knew that I too possibly could have been suffering from a father complex or daddy issues. I want to share a story with y'all and I hope the message that's intended can resonate and help someone. I know a guy who dad was in his life and stayed in the same house, but they didn't share that father-son bond. His father was always on the go, either at work or running the streets. So even though they lived together, he was still absent. His dad wasn't the best husband. He wasn't the best father. Yeah, he provided financially, but he didn't offer too much more. He wasn't the best example at showing his son how to be a man. So when the guy grew up and he had his own family, he promised himself that he would never be like his father. He would be better. The only problem with that is he had nothing to go by as far as what's right. What is the standard? All he knew was he's going to do everything opposite of what his daddy did. And in his mind, that was being better. So that's exactly what he did. And he worked in certain areas, but in other areas, it didn't. And in those areas that it didn't work, he ended up getting stuck. He didn't have a solution on how to fix the problem he was having in his relationship with his wife and with his kids. If the opposite of his dad wasn't work, now what? With nothing else to go on, he resorted back to what he seen growing up. He became his father in a sense. The worst thing that could have happened. This made him grow distant and become emotionally shut off. He went into a dark place because he was acting like the man he vowed he'd never be. He didn't realize that it wasn't his fault. That's just a part of learning. He was learning on the go. Even if his father was the best father in the world, he still would have that learning curve, that trial and error, because every situation is different. Eventually, things started to get back right for him with the help of his wife. He began to be more open and express how he felt, and also he allowed her to help him to become the man he planned on being. Years passed, and now his father, the one that was absent emotionally, is beginning to turn over a new leaf. He's become a better husband, a better father, and a great granddad. But even though he showed change for the better, there's still some resentment inside that's built up over time. He want to build that bond with his father, but too much has happened. Too much time has been lost. He has a feeling like, damn, 
Why couldn't you be this man when I was a child? When I needed you. And this brings me to my closing point. We have to let go of the hurt. Let go of the past. There's a quote from ancient teachings that says, There is no past. There is no future. There is only the now. We have to live in the now. That's what we can control. We have to forget who hurt us in the past. Forgive so you can heal and move forward. It's easier said than done, but it must be done. If your father or anybody of importance to you is still alive and wanting to connect with you, then extend your hand. Mend those broken relationships. Close that gap between y'all by building that bridge. This episode wasn't to highlight the negative, but to show how fathers are important in their child's life. The relationship between fathers and, and a child has the ability to affect many generations. So let it, so let it be a positive effect. There are plenty of guys who have stepped up and are tremendous fathers. I salute each and every one of y'all. Keep doing a wonderful job. Keep being that representation we need in our community. Fathers, you are loved and you are needed. This week album of the week comes from Coda the Friend. His new album Lyrics to Go, Volume 1, is this week's album of the week. Coda is an independent artist from Brooklyn, New York. New York is known for having some of the best lyrical MCs, and Coda is another one to add to that list. This album starts off with a nice soulful joint called Can't Please Everybody, where Coda just spit bars about how he living his life without trying to meet everybody's expectations. The whole album offers a nice laid back vibe. An album you can put on and chill, maybe blow a few. A dope album and one that I recommend you go listen to. Slit Nation as usual, I enjoy opening my soul for you to enjoy. Don't forget to tell your friends, family, and social media to go download Subscribe and share Soulful Thoughts Podcast. And I need y'all to do me another favor as well. It's been brought to my attention that the episode is not being downloaded, even though you're listening. Even though you may be subscribed, make sure each episode is downloaded so your boy can get credit. Look to the right of the episode. It might be a plus sign or a cloud with an arrow pointing down. Tap it until it downloads. I appreciate everything y'all do to make this podcast successful. Thank you. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Soulful Thoughts Podcast in case you want to just hit me up or just follow me. Until next time, keep those thoughts soulful. Love.